welcome to another episode of the Men's Wear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. On this episode, I'm going to be speaking to Kevin Ellis, the founder of Ellis Rugby. Ellis Rugby, these are the guys are totally committed to producing quality garments which were inspired by similar like-minded individuals from the rich history of the game of rugby. Makes sense, rugby in the title. <laughs> so a little bit about Kevin Ellis. He was born and bred in the county of Yorkshire. Kevin's passion for the game combined with his love of design and fashion are the driving force behind Ellis Rugby and the appeal of Ellis Rugby lies in the striking designs, stylish colour choices and the exceptional quality of the fabrics. Kevin's a really interesting guy and we're going to get into that interview shortly. First, make sure you're checking out the website menswearstyle.co.uk. That's where we'll put all the show notes and links from this interview along with other news features, trend, travel features, competitions all that lovely lovely stuff and why not follow us on the social just type in menswear style in your smartphone there we'll come up on instagram twitter facebook you know the drill by now if you want to get in touch with the show maybe you want to come on and talk about your brand give us an insight into your journey then info at menswearstyle.co.uk okay it's the place to send your emails in the meantime, here we are now with that interview with Kevin Ellis, company founder of Ellis Rugby. It is my great pleasure to speak to Kevin Ellis, the founder of Ellis Rugby. How are we doing today, Kevin? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. And yourself? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm real good. Thanks again good. for taking time out of your day to speak to us. I'm very curious to find out about your brand for those that are uninitiated, perhaps you can give us an introduction to, to who you are and uh, the founding story of Ellis Rugby, please. Yeah, sure. Um, my name's obviously Kevin Ellis. I'm, I'm self-founder and managing director of uh, Ellis Rugby. Uh, my background is a little bit unusual uh, because uh, I'm from a sporting background, uh, but also a design background. So I've enjoyed a, a 10-year career uh, playing professional rugby, uh, but at the same time worked in the advertising uh, and marketing uh, industry. Um, Ellis Rugby is a combination of my passion, really, design and rugby, combining uh, both. Um, about uh, 2010, I'd sort of become a little bit disillusioned with um, you know, the advertising industry, and I was looking for something new to work on. Um, there are lots of sort of so-called heritage fashion brands, uh, and I just felt there was an opportunity for a rugby-inspired fashion label. Um, so rather than just giving lip service to heritage, uh, I wanted to build a brand that, uh, as well as being sort of great high-quality garments, also told a story. Um, so each of our garments has its own unique story to it. So did you have a background in pattern making? How did you go about the design process? <laughs> no, no. I think there was definitely a knowledge gap. Um, my uh, sort of, like I say, previous experience had been very much in design and marketing. So from a, a design perspective, I had all the skills, uh, but I just had to adapt those skills, uh, you know, to, to sort of garment manufacturing. So... Um, like I say, there was a big knowledge gap, uh, something that, you know, I've subsequently uh, sort of covered. Um, but I had to learn 
you know, basically, you know, producing garment specs, uh, buying, um, and then, of course, all the other things that comes with it, you know, sort of menswear distribution um, and and everything else managing the business. I see. And, and what's the size of the business then, Kevin? How how big of an operation was it to begin with and how's it grown now? Well, it, we're still only fairly small. Um, you know, I've got uh, four people who work alongside me. And then obviously we've got a couple of sales agents as well. But, you know, they're not uh, employed. They work on a commission basis. And what would you say from your rugby background? Maybe we can talk a little bit about your rugby background. So who did, okay. you, who did you play for? Well, I, I played, um, you know, I, I played originally sort of rugby union. And then uh, I, I sort of signed for rugby league, uh, you know, when I was about 17. Um, and I, I wasn't the greatest player, I have to say, you know, but I, I um, you know, I played uh, second division uh, for 10 years, you know, and had a, a great time doing it. You know, I loved the game. Um, and, you know, being a sort of semi-professional athlete was, uh, you know, great fun. So, uh, so yeah. Would you say there's... Uh... Now, don't let me put words in your mouth, Kevin, but I've often <laughs> thought this about, especially rugby, and I guess the equivalent for American would be American football, that it's actually a really good discipline to have a sport like that, almost like boxing, where it's a lot more intense. You, you, you're kind of thinking on your feet, but with more brawn than you are, say, with football, where you can go down easily and faint injuries and get free kicks. With rugby, there seems to be a little bit more of grip um, and maybe a bit, you know, a bit more intestinal fortitude that comes with that. Do you feel like that's something that maybe every kid should train how to play rugby? Um, well, I, I mean, it's not suitable for uh, sort of some young kids, but it's got lots of, you know, great values. Um, you know, I, I, as well as playing, I sort of did a, a fair amount of coaching as well. And I've got two boys who, who've gone and they're still playing rugby to this day and and at least a lot of the values that come through particularly when you're coaching junior rugby is sort of respect you know for the opposition mm. uh, respect for the officials and the referees and also you know it was important to sort of instill in them that you know there's the social element as well after the game so um again you know you always want to compare it with football um you know maybe there's an argument that, that they don't have the same um you know same values in 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 football but i don't think so i, I think it's a case of um you know the coaches um and and the culture uh, within the game so um you know i don't want to be uh, slagging football off for no, it. no. it's a great well, game as well you I, know so I, I, but it, it's obviously the sport that you compare it with it is nuts to me and we will get back to to Ellis Rugby, the brand, very quickly. I promise. But I was just, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always wanted to kind of get to grips with this concept, uh, and you probably have heard this a lot. How there seems to be with football, there's more connotations, or at least in the past, with hooliganism, violence, etc. Yet it's not yeah. a very hands-on sport. Now contrast that with rugby, where it's nothing but contact. It's nothing <laughs> but you know locking horns and getting down and wrestling people. Yet. The culture around that is completely the antithesis to football. There's no fights in the grounds, after the grounds, you know, there's no kind of tribal warfare. What, what do you put that down to? 
Um, I just think it's it's culture of the game. Um, it's it's how um, you know it's always being played. Um, it's it's how you know people are encouraged to support the club uh, in a respectful way. Um, and most people uh, actually, you know, do respect those uh, values of the game. Um, football's a bit more difficult. No, I mean, you know, and, and we, we, you know, there's a tendency to tar everybody with the same brush. I mean, football's a fantastic game. I love it. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, there are uh, a small element of, of football supporters that do, you know, have that um, sort of hooligan element to them, uh, mm. which is a real shame, you know, because it spoils it for everyone else. Yeah. No, it's, it's just nuts. I've, I've always thought that, even from a young age, how there seems to be a very... There's a line in the sand between the culture of football fans and rugby fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, course correcting, getting back to uh, Ellis yeah. Rugby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thanks yeah. for indulging. What, uh, I'm curious, what distinguishes Ellis Rugby from other brands within the marketplace, would you say? Well, um, you know, the, the, I think, as I said earlier, the main element that I wanted to bring through in my garments um, was heritage um, and to be a genuine heritage brands. I mean, like I say, there's lots of brands uh, sort of on the high street um, who, who, you know, supposedly are heritage brands, but actually... You know, it's only skin deep, you scratch under the surface and, and there's n- not not much heritage about the sport that they're uh, involved with. Um, what I try to do with my garments is each of the garments has an individual story to it. And I, I, I think I'm more of a, a con- I suppose from my advertising design background, I'm more of a concept designer than a garment designer. Mm. So what I tend to do is like look for a story, um, you know, generate a story, and then around that story, I then design the garments, the colours, the trims, you know, the the assault badging that often my garments have. So I think that makes makes me quite different um i mean two great examples um if, if i may um we're, we're doing uh we're at sample stage of a of a collection that we call in the pioneers collection and this is based on um you know the formation of rugby in various countries um one of the concepts we're doing is is uh um, um, a collection based on the USA Olympic team. And it was back in uh, nine, uh, the 1920 Olympics um, and the uh, founder of the modern Olympics, uh, Baron Pierre de Coubertin, um, was actually the organiser of the 1920 uh, Olympics at, in uh, Antwerp in Belgium. And one of the sports that he wanted to put on um, you know, for entertainment was rugby. Obviously, France has got a, a big history of rugby. Um, and the other country that they actually invited uh, to the tournament was the United States. Mm. And the U.S. Olympic Committee uh, actually formed a pool of players. And these were from Stamford, Barclay and Santa Clara. Um, and they actually went on an eight-week trip from New York um, over to Antwerp and actually played in this one-off game. 
And unbelievably, the USA actually defeated France huh. eight points to nil well. to win the Olympic gold medal. <laughs> so the USA, who are not particularly renowned for uh, their rugby, uh, were, were the actual gold medal winners. And then in 1924, at the next Games, which were held in Paris, they played in a round-robin tournament, the USA, France and Romania, and the USA actually won a game. Now, you sort of wonder, oh, well, that's a great story. Um, but actually, what the team were wearing, they were wearing sort of unusual jerseys. The badging on it was a fantastic uh, sort of, you know, typical Stars and Stripe badge on there. And prior to the game, they, they wore either uh, sort of an Ecru jersey or a Navy jersey. And the Navy jersey actually had these fantastic wings coming out of the crest. So it's all those elements. And you put that together uh, with a story, with the garments. Mm. And that's what I mean by being a genuine heritage brand. And then, you know, what I also looked at is, uh, you know, I incorporated text on the design. So looking at the uh, typography uh, around 1920 and 1924, we incorporated that in the designs and it produced like a T-shirt, you know, a sort of sweatshirt, hoodie uh, and various other things, a polo shirt as well. That's so so it actually has a lovely story behind it, uh, which I thought, you know, which is a good example really of what we do. I love um, that. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's. Well, sorry, Carol. No, no. And I was just going to say, you know, that's. Uh, we, we actually cover both rugby union and being a northern boy, obviously, rugby league as well. Uh, and an interesting one on the rugby league side, um, uh, which we've just, well, probably about six weeks ago, uh, sort of launched a mini range, like a capsule range, really, uh, through our Hall of Fame. Uh, rugby league collection and it's based on the 1958 great britain tour to australia and and uh, i don't know if you know much about the uh, rugby league side of things but they play like an ashes series a bit like they do at cricket okay uh, and it's three games uh, between great britain and australia and in the first test in sydney um, australia easily beat great britain 25-8 the second test was in brisbane and it was a really tough game. Um, no subs were allowed in those uh, in the 1950s. Wow. Uh, the, one of the standoff, Dave Bolton, actually came off with a dislocated shoulder. But the most amazing thing about the game was that the captain, uh, a chap called Alan Prescott from St. Helens, actually broke his arm in the tackle in the third minute of the game. But because the team were already down short by one man, he continued playing for the full 80 minutes. Oh, Unbelievable. That's what I'm talking about with the grit. That's what I'm talking about. Can you imagine Ronaldo carrying on with a broken arm? <laughs> I know, I know. It's crazy. And then, of course, what they went on is the third test. They won the second test, 28-18. And then the third test, they won. Uh, they beat the Aussies easily, 40 points to 17 at the SCG. So they won the Sydney. series? Yeah, they won the series. Now, what what is different about uh, this particular game, and it's something we've introduced to it, is we, we've actually built in uh, into a, a, a sort of decorative woven label is uh, a microchip. And the microchip, once can be scanned by a mobile phone, and then that automatically links 
to our website, which automatically plays a video of the of those test series. So we've managed to get all the clips, um, you know, from archive, which is unbelievable, isn't it? Oh wow, that's amazing! And you don't need you don't need an app. Uh, right. It's actually uh, built-in sort of uh, technology um, that you can just scan. Um, you know, the woven label and automatically the story huh. of the garment comes up on your mobile phone, which I think is fantastic. And it's the sort of thing is what I mean, what makes a difference. Well, that's a good example, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, talking about distinguishing yourself from other brands. I mean, I love the personal stories as well, because for me, when it, when I wear garments, I'm I always like to tell people what I'm wearing and why I've bought it. And if I've got something that I can, you know, amuse someone with or pique their interest for all of two or three minutes, they might say, Oh, I like what you're wearing there. And I'll be like, Oh, great. Well, this is from such and such a film worn by such and such a dude. And, but yeah. you know, having something else to, to wear, but not just wearing things for the sake of wearing things. Um, I think yeah. that's really what the basis of fashion for me is all about is kind of representing yeah. something within yourself that you want to communicate either subliminally or very obviously. But, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it's just trying to get over that story. Um, you know, we, we call it the, you know, storyteller microchip that's in the garments. So what we're trying to do is, is actually tell a story with the garment. It's a gimmick. I admit it, you know, but actually it's just an interesting addition and it really again bolsters, you know, our, our positioning statements, you know, the rugby heritage brand. Yeah. The website, by the way, ellisrugby.com. Um, yeah, I should say this for people that might be listening to this and going, well, look, you know, I'm not kind of massively sold on rugby. It's not really my thing. You might not be liking rugby, but you will like vintage designs. Trust me, because yeah. these rugby shirts look fantastic, especially for me, the, the vintage look of the 60s. The the insignia, the the bold colours, like the Australian ones, just look beautiful. I mean, I, yeah. I'd, I'd lap those up in a heartbeat. Did you have any other concerns with with the the vintage look as a, as opposed to you know modernising it and bring it into a like a newer a newer phase? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've never really wanted to be um, a sportswear brand. I think you know um, I want to be. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a lifestyle fashion brand. Um, so all my products are 100% cotton. Uh, the rugby jerseys are a really sort of heavyweight peach finish to them, um, you know, which are fantastic. And they've got, you know, all the trims. You know, we've got, um, you know, lovely um, sort of gabardine plackets. We've got uh, herringbone side vents, you know, all the embroidery, embroidery on the collar stands. Um, you know, so, um, you know, they're very different really from sportswear products. Uh, and I don't really want to go that way. You know, I, mm. I always want it to be uh, sort of a fashion uh, brand. Uh, the heritage element is really important, you know, because like I say, it's uh, in our DNA almost. Um, you know, we, we want to tell the story. Uh, we want to be different. Uh, and the products are really, really exceptional quality. Well, congratulations, Kevin. I think you've got a fantastic product and a beautiful looking website as well. It's really nice to just navigate and find all the stories, the different videos on there and uh, all the different range of products. It's not just rugby shirts. Like you say, you've got the sweatpants, uh, accessories, polos, T-shirts. 
Fantastic. Uh, where are they manufactured? Yeah, we, we manufacture from two factories uh, based in India, in uh, Tirupur. Um, and, you know, we've had that relationship for quite a number of years now. Um, it's great working with the factories. You know, there's there's a lot of input from them um, on the actual uh, designs as well as the, obviously, the the makeup and manufacture. So, um, yeah, it's a good relationship. I'm happy with that. Can I ask how everything is with the pandemic? Are the, is the supply chain still good? Are they still working out there? Um, well, fortunately, we got our uh, supplies in, uh, you know, just before the pandemic. Um, so I have had a, a, you know, a couple of uh, emails going backwards and forwards. But, you know, there's no doubt uh, it will delay a couple of orders that we've got going through currently. But, um, you know, it's, it's it's one of those things that, you know, nobody can um, sort of allow for. Yeah, no. I don't know if anyone could see us getting blindsided by this, but uh, listen, thank you, Kevin, for taking so much time out of your day to talk about your brand and walk us through the journey. Uh, In the meantime, thank you, Kevin. Take care of yourself out there. No, thank you very much for the invite as well. Kevin Ellis there. Thank you so much, Kevin. Boy, am I now wanting to get out there and play some rugby. (laughs) Maybe not play it. We might watching some rugby. That's going to happen soon. Anyway, I digress. EllisRugby.com is the place to go. And make sure you're going there and checking out all those wonderful designs. And in the meantime, menswearstyle.co.uk. That's where you'll find all the show notes to this show. Thank you for listening. And thank you for sharing and leaving those reviews on iTunes. It really does mean a lot to us. It gets us high up in the chart and incentivizes us to do more of these interviews. So... We really do appreciate that. Until next time, remember it's only fashion people and you're never fully dressed without a smile.